I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, the final month of the summer movie season is upon us, so we've got our August movie preview. I'm Jeff Braun. We'll also talk about one of our favorite shows returning this week, and I'll review Mission Impossible Fallout. First, let's find out what's new in theaters this week. New this weekend, everybody loves a poo, especially Christopher Robin. We've called an emergency meeting this weekend. I promised my wife and daughter I'd take them away this weekend, sir. We need to cut 20%. You promised these people good jobs. And I thought you'd do anything for this company. Well, have a good time. Ewan McGregor plays the all-grown-up Christopher Robin, who's feeling the stress at work. That's Sherlock's brother Mycroft as the jerk boss, by the way. Why can't that guy ever play someone nice? Anywho, Christopher Robin has to miss out on the family weekend, and he goes to the park to think things over. What to do, what to do, what to do. What to do, indeed. Pooh? Christopher Robin. I've cracked. Oh, I don't see any cracks. A few wrinkles, maybe. Zoiks, his imaginary teddy bear friend from his childhood, has come to life. The rest of the gang shows up, and adventure ensues. It's a live-action movie, and... Pooh and friends all look like stuffed animals. The movie has a lot of impressive voice talent for the other characters. Chris O'Dowd as Tigger, Toby Jones as Owl, and Brad Garrett as Eeyore. Hello, everyone. It's it's so nice to see you all again. It's you. Play the game. <laughs> Tiggers make better drivers. Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet. It's just me. <laughs> Disney's Christopher Robin in theaters August 3rd. Ready PG. Also new this weekend, an action comedy starring Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon called The Spy Who Dumped Me. What are we doing? Are we going to sit in the corner all night? It's your birthday. I'm 30 years old. I wear a Hawaiian shirt to work. My boyfriend dumped me in a text. Let's set a sh on fire. Burn, burn, burn in the fire. The title is a spin on the 1977 James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. It's about two women who get mixed up in the middle of some spy stuff and assassin stuff after Mila Kunis learns her boyfriend's secret. We just want to talk about Drew Thayer. He's your boyfriend, right? Drew Thayer. I'm sorry, what? I know you're a spy. It's a long story, and I'm going to explain everything. It's in your forehead. Some bad people are after me, and now they're after you. If we don't deliver this package to Vienna, a lot of people are gonna die. Do you wanna die having never been to Europe? Or do you wanna go to Europe and die having been to Europe? Why are those my only two options? Justin Theroux is the spy boyfriend, and Gillian Anderson also co-stars. Looks fun, but it's getting so-so reviews. You have a real instinct for this. I do play a lot of video games. You better <laughs> This is insane. Have you ever felt so alive? Just don't die, okay? Oh my God! Because I would die without you, and then we'd both be dead. Oh One more for this weekend that's worth pointing out, a movie that's already getting Oscar buzz. It's called Eighth Grade. Well, uh, one more week of eighth grade, huh? 
I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? This movie introduces us to 13-year-old Kayla, who is trying to navigate the murky waters of being a teenager. I don't know about you, but eighth grade sucked for me. And it appears to not be going all that well for Kayla, either. Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little. I'm gonna stop eating with you if you keep doing You said I could say one thing. I'm really, like, nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way. But you just need to face your fears and let people know they're really you. The movie is getting outstanding reviews, with writer-director Bo Burnham and star Elsie Fisher being heralded for their marvelous work. Don't be surprised if you see some nominations for this film when awards season kicks in. Just grab my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Sounds like me trying to talk to girls my whole life. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? What? What? <laughs> I need a teenager to tell me if that reaction was good or bad. She had a smile on her face at the end, so I think that they were thinking she's cool because she's been on Snapchat for four years, but I don't know. I have no idea. Out to lunch entirely on that stuff. I don't use the Snapchattings. <laughs> uh, on the 10th, it's Statham versus Jaws in the Meg. We have a serious problem. What's up? I don't dime anymore. That's only a problem. And I'll say no. You're gonna offer me money. Still say no. You're gonna appeal to my better nature. And I'm gonna say no. Because I don't have one. So I say, why don't we sit down, we'll enjoy a couple of beers, and then we can get you on your way. Ah, the classic trope of the retired adventurer getting sucked into one last mission. So what's this all about? Jonas, this happened this morning. Laurie, I have a contact. Oh, it's huge. It's crushing me. There's someone down here. The may have encountered the same species you did down there. It's a shark. It's a megalodon. Excuse me? I said a megalodon. It's a megalodon, a prehistoric giant shark. It's about 75 feet long, and only Jason Statham can kill it. Well, he does have a team because the shark has to kill something before it can finally be killed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct over two million years. Wrong. A lot of people are gonna die if we don't find it and kill it. She's coming. Of course you'd think it's a she. After watching the trailers, I have to say I'm still a little surprised this is a real movie. It looks super dumb and the shark is comically large. I would have thought this would be a straight to home video kind of thing. You're saying we opened up a super highway for giant sharks? No, just make. Make this thing bleed. Now
Next up, a Spike Lee joint based on a true story. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. It's called Black Klansman and tells the story of Ron Stallworth, the first African-American detective in the Colorado Springs Police Department. He wants to make a name for himself, and to do that, he decides to take on the Ku Klux Klan. Hello, this is Ron Stallworth calling. Who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. Stallworth is played by John David Washington, who co-stars in the HBO football drama Ballers, which debuts its fourth season on August 12th. Adam Driver co-stars, and together they team up for the operation. The KKK is planning an attack. How do you propose to make this investigation? We'll establish contact over the phone. We'll need a white officer to play me when they meet face-to-face. You for the white race, Ron? Oh, hell yeah. So there becomes a combined Ron Stallworth. Can you do that? With the right white man, we can do anything. Forgot to mention, uh, John David Washington is Denzel Washington's kid. The movie also stars Corey Hawkins and as KKK leader David Duke, Topher Grace. So far, it's getting great reviews and serves not just as the story of a real-life American hero, but also as commentary on the state of current affairs. Looks powerful. America first. America first. America first. If I would have known this was a Klan, I wouldn't have taken this mother. So that's Black Klansman. It opens on August 10th. Coming up, one more movie opening on August 10th that is based on a real-life supernatural internet craze. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. Doing our August movie preview, we are on to August 10th, where there is also a scary movie inspired by an internet meme and then real events. Some of the cops ask you. I wanted to know if she ever talked about running away. Check this out. Here is the last site she visited. Slenderman. Yes, Slenderman. Remember that? Slenderman first appeared in 2009 on the website Something Awful as a creepy pasta internet meme. If you're wondering what creepy pasta means, no, it is not. Horror characters made out of pasta, a la Fusili Jerry Seinfeld. Wikipedia says creepy pastas are horror-related legends or images that have been copied and pasted around the internet. Then in 2014, there was the Slenderman stabbing. Wikipedia says a 12-year-old girl from Waukesha, Wisconsin was stabbed by two of her friends. The perpetrators claimed they wanted to prove the Slenderman skeptics wrong. Now we have a movie set in a small town in Massachusetts where four high school girls do a ritual to debunk the lore of Slenderman. Then one of the girls goes missing. He preys on innocent youth. What was that? I think this is how we get Katie back. 
those who hear the three bells toll accept his invitation. When you hear the first, you must close your eyes. Katie! Opening your eyes only once you've heard the third. Doesn't take them long to suspect that their friend is the latest victim of the Slender Man. He gets in your head like a virus. Something he takes, something he drives mad. Once you see him, you can't unsee him. Hard pass. Moving on to the 15th in a movie called Crazy Rich Asians. Rich, we've been dating for over a year now, and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore. Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Nope, they're not poor. They're crazy rich. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. I want the money. 1.2 million. That's what I want. The Nick you're dating is Nick Young? Yeah, you guys know them or something? Hells yeah. They're just the biggest developers in all of Singapore. That's what I Damn, Rachel. It's like the Asian bachelor. These people aren't just rich, they're crazy rich. Now you really should have told me that you're like the Prince William of Asia. That's ridiculous. Much more of a Harry. <laughs> it stars Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat, Henry Golding, and Michelle Yeoh of a lot of awesome movies. So there's a fish out of water thing because Wu is poor and the boyfriend's family, whom she's just meeting, is crazy rich. I really admire you. It takes guts coming all the way over here, facing Nick's family. Another day, another breath. I know this much. You will never be enough. Yo, it's about time someone stood up to Auntie Eleanor. Well, you, not me. Oh, God. She can't know I was over here. So she also has to try to fit in with a family that disapproves of her. Wu is very funny and fresh off the boat and looks pretty good in this, too. And, of course, Michelle Yeoh is always good. Ever since I can remember, my family has been my whole life. Rachel. Rachel. If Nick chose me, he would lose his family. And if he chose his family... He might spend the rest of his life resenting you. You nasty, you got a nasty, you got nastier. Moving on to August 17th, Marky Mark, Maggie from The Walking Dead, and the martial arts hero from The Raid movies star in Mile 22. Sir, you have a walk-in. Who is he? That's my asset, local special forces. Send him to medical to see if he's who he says he is. What is your name? Lee Nur. Are you involved in acts of espionage? Yes. I have information that proves my government is planning an attack on the United States. You have no idea how evil my government is. Put me on a plane to the US and I'll give you everything. Mark Wahlberg and Lauren Cohen work for the CIA in a foreign country. Not sure which one, it is not identified. But as you heard, their asset has information that can stop an attack. He is played by Iko Uwais, an electrifying Indonesian actor slash stuntman slash martial artist. Now they need to get him out of the country. You're going up against this country's elite tactical squad. I need 
need him back right now. No one ever enters a war thinking they will lose. But one side is always wrong. I'll give you some advice. You ready? Stop. We're on the move. They miss that plane, we have failed. They miss that plane, they are dead. They've got 22 miles to the airport with all sorts of bad guys on their tail. UFC and WWE star Ronda Rousey is in the movie along with John Malkovich sporting a full head of hair which just looks kind of weird on him. But the movie looks thrilling and fun. Failure is not an option. If we get him out, we save millions of lives. Requesting hand of God. Coming down. More of the August movie preview in a moment, including a movie that might as well be called Muppets Gone Wild. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett wrapping up our August movie preview now. And on the 24th, there's a story about a boy and his dog called Axel. Someone there? I'm not gonna hurt you. Let me get this out, all right? The hook here is that the dog, Axel, is a giant robot dog. The teen boy, Miles, finds him in a junkyard somehow. And meanwhile, the government wants their dog back. Introducing Axel, the latest in military protection, featuring facial recognition, onboard weapon systems, and owner pairing capabilities. It's paired now. The key gives him control of the entire project. Hey. You wanna play? Yeah. All right, let's go. Welcome to the jungle! To be clear, the kid finds the robot war dog, which is government property, but decides that because the computer dog warms up to him, he gets to keep it. It's literally stealing. Axel's face looks creepy. They sort of screwed the pooch on the dog design. The movie actually looks really dumb. I just wanted to play some Guns N' Roses. It's a robot. An intelligent robot. He feels things. I'm sending you the new location. Move in for retrieval. We're in this together. Feel better? Axel. Before we move on to the next one. Uh, oh, now I get it. <laughs> oh, that's what, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what, what it yeah. actually took you saying Axel like Axel Rose. <laughs> I'm dumb. I would have gone with Axel Foley for yeah. the musical oh, selection. Or that's Axel a good F. one. But um, it's actually the, the second when they make what? The sequel. You, oh, yeah. We can go with Axel yeah. F. But uh, it's the second movie in a row in August that's about a boy and his dog. Like, we're not including all of the August movies here, just ones that we're curious about. There's a movie called Alpha on the 17th, set for release oh, on the 17th. yeah, yeah. And that's set way back in close to it's like set in the days, right? Ice Age, yeah. yeah. And it's about, uh, it's an American historical drama adventure, and it follows a young hunter who befriends an injured wolf during the Ice Age. And uh, I think I saw a tagline or something saying, see how 
dog becomes man's best friend or yeah. something. So I guess it right. forges the first tentative bond between man and canine, interestingly enough. There so go. there's that. And now, finally, what's going on with yes, the Muppets? Also on the 24th, the weirdest movie of the month, probably the weirdest movie of the year, Melissa McCarthy and a bunch of Muppets star in The Happy Time Murders. You two are the most decorated offices in this department. What do you say? Looks like a robbery gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery, this was a hit. Welcome! Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. It's an R-rated comedy set in a Muppet world. There aren't any name-brand Muppets that we know, like Kermit or Miss Piggy. And if you watch the trailer, you'll understand why. There's a lot of sex, drugs, foul language, and murder. The show, they show puppets getting their heads blown off. We're gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Because bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best damn cops I've ever seen. I'll have your badge for this. I'm in the f***ing FBI. Oh yeah, what's that stand for? F***ing big idiot? <laughs> well, it sounds like it must be some dumb knockoff. It is directed by Brian Henson, that's Jim Henson's son, who is also chairman of the Jim Henson Company. These are really Muppets, but don't let your kids watch it. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it. Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. That is good. Well, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Muppets doing drugs. That's insane. You also showed me a scene of the Muppets having sex. Uh, yeah, that's it's wow. I, frankly, my brain is sort of half melted over this. Yeah. I, I never would have thought. And it stars Melissa McCarthy. Like, they got an A-list actor to be in it. I had never heard of this until we just <laughs> looked at the list of movies coming out, like, a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. There you go. There's the August movie preview. Oh, and about Axel. I said there, I had two things about that. The second thing is the the star, the kid, is the son from the show Colony, which I like, which oh, recently okay. suffered its doom and was canceled. And just to follow up on that, I watched the series finale. Great season finale. Great cliffhanger. Yep. But such a terrible oh, series. Really? Because it's just such a wide open cliffhanger. That's I mean, I guess you can imagine what comes next. But when they cancel stuff like that, they they should give, they got to give them the two hour movie to wrap it up. NBC's doing that with Timeless. There you go. Remember, they as Timeless came out for they canceled it after one season. The fans went insane. They resurrected the show, brought it back. Of course, the ratings were still garbage, so they canceled it again. Will Forte's Last Man on Earth that got canceled with the cliffhanger. Yeah, he just started telling the press what he would have done if they would have kept going. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was all right. And it was sort of what you'd expect. They have pretty standard way of writing themselves out of corners like that. But. Okay. Uh, do we have time to quickly look at what's coming to home video here? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and something a little more family friendly, something called Life of the Party. I don't regret staying at home and being your mom, but I regret not getting my degree. That's why somebody's mom just enrolled in college. <laughs> I'm referring to myself. I'll see you around the quad. Nobody says that, Mom. Well, bring it back. It's on Blu-ray <laughs> and DVD. It's the one where she goes to college. She's a plays a mom who goes to college. I saw it. I, I gave it three couch cushions out of five. Um, it was it's a pretty good movie. And I said actually wait for it to come home on Blu-ray DVD or whatever. And now's your chance next Tuesday. Also next Tuesday, the death of Superman. That's the animated DC. It's based on the comic when he died in the nineties with uh, oh neat the dead not Deadpool Doomsday Doomsday. Speaking of Deadpool, that's on digital HD. Deadpool two on Tuesday.
Did you see Deadpool too? I did. Have you? Did you miss no, it? No, I didn't yeah. see it. Oh, I've been. I have been a terrible couch potato when it comes to going to the movies this summer. See Deadpool two. Haven't seen Solo. Ant Man. Haven't seen Ant Man. Wow. Um, Ant Man's the only one left in theaters. Yeah, I guess if so. If it's left in theaters, I think it is. So yeah. So there you go. There's a couple of options. So Brett will check out Deadpool two at some point. Yeah, eventually. I, I still have to finish watching Deadpool the first one again. I started <laughs> watching it. I got halfway through. And I just wasn't feeling it. And you bought it, right? Yeah, I bought it the day it came out. And then it sat unopened on my shelf for over a year. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I, I don't know. I can't, I'm losing my motivation for some of this stuff. But uh, I is am. Is it superhero fatigue or is it us growing old? No, I don't know what it is. I, I think it's just in particularly now that it's summertime. I'm just. Summertime I'm like tough. going outside and like. Exposing myself to daylight. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. We've got all winter to catch up on this stuff. Yeah, I'll eventually see all of those movies. And up next, I'm excited to hear uh, Jeff's review of one of the movies that I actually am going to make a point of going to see. And one of our favorite shows coming back. Usually it debuts in the winter. Yeah. It's debuting in the middle of summer, which is kind of weird. We'll tell you all that stuff up next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. And we've been teeing it up for a long time, but now that I've finally seen it, let's talk about Mission Impossible Fallout. Ethan, where are you? I'm jumping out a window! You had a terrible choice to make. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is now the CIA's mission. You don't understand what you're involved in. When did you get the car? Yeah, he's been infiltrated. I don't trust anybody outside of this room. What the hell is he doing? You find it best not to look. Mission Impossible Fallout. Starring Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg, Michelle Monaghan, Vanessa Kirby, she's in The uh, the Crown, Rebecca Ferguson, Angela Bassett, Henry Cavill, Sean Harris, and Alec Baldwin. Written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie. And a quick word about McQuarrie. He won an Oscar 20 years ago for writing The Usual Suspects. He is reportedly the number one script doctor in Hollywood. In other words, they send him scripts that need help. He fixes them. He doesn't get credit, but he gets a lot of money. It's his ninth collaboration with Tom Cruise dating back to Valkyrie, which he wrote. He also directed Mission Impossible Rogue Nation in 2015 and he uh directed Live, Die, Repeat, I believe. Or he wrote Live, Die, Repeat. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That was directed by Doug Lyman, I right. think. Right, yeah. yeah. The first born, ulti- uh, born identity guy. That's, that's right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise have a long relationship. Rogue Nation, one of the best in the series, and I would say, a lot of times I'd say it is the best Mission Impossible movie. Fallout is a worthy successor. It's also the closest thing to a direct sequel as they share a bad guy. Uh, I don't know how to explain the plot, but there's really no need. By the end of the movie, the plot hardly resembles what we thought it was at the beginning, because these movies, of course, come with a plethora of twists and turns. I would say, though, that Unlike Mission Impossible 3 and 4, I care more about the story in 5 and now 6. Not the plot per se, but the story carries more emotional weight for Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt. Or at least the audience can feel it more than those other ones. In Mission 3, that's the one where Philip Seymour Hoffman kidnaps his wife, but there was still something sort of cold about it that kept you at a distance. But that's all backburner stuff anyways, because come on, we're here for the action. And it does not disappoint. There's a close quarters fight between Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, and another guy in a washroom that you get a glimpse of in the trailer. That is a brilliant scene. That is probably 
top five in the whole series as far as scenes go. Then there's like a half hour long section that involves several chases through Paris on car, motorcycle, and of course the running. Cruz runs more in this movie, I think, than any other movie he's been in, and it's just amazing. And as you know from the trailer as well, there's some helicopter stunt work that will blow you away. It's a two and a half hour movie. It zips along. It does take a little bit of time to set up, but then when it goes, it really goes, and the time just flies by. You won't even notice it's been two and a half hours. The returning cast is reliably great. You get pithy one-liners from Ving Rains, awkward nerdiness from Simon Pegg. Rebecca Ferguson, as a fellow British spy once again, owns every scene she's in. She's terrific. I actually hope she turns up in other movies I watch. Angela Bassett, though, she really gets nothing worthwhile to do. Henry Cavill's pretty good. It's a good move for him, I think, because just being Superman is probably not a wise career decision. It was already a little hard for me to get used to him as a different character here. Uh, he plays a CIA strongman. And and Alec Baldwin gets in some, on some of the action, like literally in action scenes. I wasn't expecting that. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. But of course, it's Tom Cruise's movie. The whole franchise is his. He's mostly a stuntman at this point. But hey, why not? He's good at it. And he's got to have one more of these in him. So I give Mission Impossible Fallout four and a half coach cushions out of five. You really just got to see it to believe it. Yeah, good for them for continuing to make these movies and continuing to put in the commitment to make them well. Yeah. Like they're not just churning them out to make movies and make money. They're doing it because it's worth doing. There's really something like special about each one that makes it worth paying money to go see. And Tom Cruise, say what you will about the guy's personal life. When it comes to his work ethic, he's, he's a machine. He's just like this sort of cyborg from the future. I mean, the guy just never stops. The fact that he does all of his own stunts. Didn't he learn how to fly a helicopter? Yeah. Uh, And they said, uh, Tom, the guys that train you for the helicopter, they can only work an eight-hour shift each day. And he goes, well, what am I doing the other 16 hours? Get a second crew. So he'd train from two different crews eight hours each each day for like, I don't know, two months or six weeks or two months. It was insane, yeah. Well, you know, and we, hey, he's getting paid a lot of money, so I guess maybe he figures... I'm making this money so people can go and be entertained. I'm getting paid a lot of money to do this, so I got to earn it. And good for him. Yeah. And And he broke his foot. Let's not not forget. Broke his foot, and it's in the movie. And hopefully that is the worst injury that befalls Tom Cruise while he does these stunts. All right. Because I'm starting to get nervous about that. (laughs) Yeah, because what is he, 56? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, what's next? Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul, a new season. One of our favorite shows returning Monday on AMC. It says here, you were a lawyer. What changed? How'd the job search go? Pretty good. Got a few leads. Strictly gainful employment, and in 10 months, poof, I'm a lawyer again. Why don't you stop running the game on me and just tell me about the job? Step into my office. Fair? Let's talk about fair. I decide what he deserves. Stubbornness and persuasiveness are two of my top qualities. This will be the fourth season of Better Call Saul, which, of course, is a prequel series to Breaking Bad. It's about how Jimmy McGill, played by Bob Odenkirk, has a fairly decent life with a lot of potential, and it disappears into the sad, pathetic man he becomes in Breaking Bad. Last season, they introduced Gus Fring into the show, who, of course, goes on to be one of the major characters in Breaking Bad. Mike, the world-weary hitman, played to perfection by Jonathan Banks, returns. The show really is worth it for him. At least I would have said at the start, you just need it for Jonathan Banks, but the show has done such a great job of filling out all the other characters that they're all worth it now. I mean, Saul's friend slash girlfriend, Kim, is one of my favorites, as is his lawyer nemesis, 
Howard and the drug dealer Nacho. And like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul is, I think, is getting better as it goes along. The one part I didn't much care for anymore last season was his brother Chuck, and Chuck isn't on the show anymore, so it worked out. Yeah, the Chuck thing, I think, probably dragged out a little bit, but... I we also needed that because it's so integral to to yeah yeah to what uh, happens to Saul. What is Jimmy to Jimmy's character to like? Cause he needs his brother's approval and never gets it. So eventually, I think he just kind of figures, well, if no one's going to approve of me, then what do I care? Yeah, what am I trying so hard for? Yeah, uh, there's no uh, if I can't get anyone to to love me, then then why should I care? Why should I love the world? But yeah. It, I loved season one, and I thought season two was better, and I thought thought season three was so good. Mm-hmm. And what's what I really have enjoyed about this is the the world weary hitman Mike. He was because you, you can't you can't call him a side character in Breaking Bad. He was certainly a big character, but we've learned so much more about him. Yeah, he was like a man of mystery in that. So. Yeah, and now we're seeing his what drives him, and we see his personal life and his family, and that he's actually kind of a good guy yeah and he's i like how meticulous he is and i think that's one of the shows that's probably the best way to describe the show it is meticulous in the way that it's crafted in the way that every shot is framed it's like like nothing on tv yeah just like breaking bad was like that too right like uh, they would spend like three episodes showing them doing one thing that any other show would have done like in five minutes yeah stuff like that and 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 with Jonathan Banks, with Mike, and uh, with Gus Fring now, and of course with Saul, you know, we know that they show up in Breaking Bad, so we, to some degree we're not too worried about them in the show, but then there's characters like Nacho and especially Kim, mm-hmm. who are not in Breaking Bad, and it's like, well, it's, these shows don't, you know, it's not like, hey, I retired, I won the lottery and I'm moving to Maui. Yeah. That doesn't happen to characters on shows like this, so yeah. something's coming. I wonder if Kim's going to die or if she's just going to break up with him and, and, and leave. Just, she actually, yeah. I, at this point, I would hate to see her die, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully she just like, uh, the heck with you, I'm going to Florida or something, but we'll yeah, I, I think a breakup would probably drive him more to just stop caring because he'd just be so bitter whereas if she dies then he'd just be sad anyway that's all the time we have i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes subscribe to the podcast on google play or on itunes and remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother (laughs) 